Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it is, wherever you are. Fletcher, stop laughing at me. I've been doing this for over a year now. You should be used to it. You should be used to it. My name is Malachi J. Matthews, and I'm joined, as always, by a cheeky little monkey, Hollywood Fletch. How's it going, Hollywood Fletch? Hi, you're all right. Yeah. Do you want to do the intro next time or something? You can... What, why are you getting arsy with me? It's just your mouth, isn't it? The fucking first thing, isn't it? First thing. You're just getting arsy with me straight away. The third man's here. Yeah. Third man's here. Don't fight in front of Mark. We're not fighting yet. We can't do this in front of the kids. Yes, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's a kind of magic Mark is here. Hello. Magic Mark. <laughs> you, you really do insist on calling me Magic Mark, don't you? We yeah. haven't had wrestling for four months and we ate 90% of people in wrestling. So do I have to be Magic Mark? Well, do I, have, I still got to be Malachi, mate. So, yeah. So, no, we haven't done any wrestling for ages. We'll stop talking about wrestling immediately. Mm. No, we won't. Because, Fletcher, we watched some live wrestling the other night, didn't we? Did we? We did. We watched ICW, No Holds Barred, live in New Jersey, the drive-in death match. We did. Oh, that was awesome. We saw Casanova Valentine fighting Nick Gage. We made friends with a new... We've got a new favourite death match wrestler. Akira. And why, why is he the best? Because he's a Kumite fighter. He came out to do the Kumite song from Bloodsport and people were chanting, Kumite! Kumite! For fuck's sake. It was good, yeah. Nice to see Cass on the telly going, uh, doing the Black Death. It, it was good, yeah. So, and we watched some UFC. We've seen some live sports, some live fighting that isn't from the evil WWE. Oh my God, the UFC was fucking insane. It was. It was a night of brutality. A night I of do big enjoy big. UFC. Well, Did you watch it? No, I haven't watched it recently. I'm not into the empty arena stuff. I don't like it. I prefer the crowd. Mm. Oh, the main event, uh, Poirier versus Hooker, was absolutely insane. Oh. They just beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah, so we had That's a nice... What supposed to do? Yeah, but Poirier has, like, the rage of, like, he wants to build an orphanage. So oh, he yeah, just, so he nice. just fucking starts punching the shit out of people because he's like, for the children! Killed a man for children. Yeah, yeah the, the fight before, the money he spent... Yeah, the money he won, he spent that on a, uh, a playground for, for disabled kids. So, uh... Oh, God, that his story. Yeah. That's oh, amazing. Yeah. There was a there was a kid. He's a, a nice a nice UFC fighter. There was a kid who had a Make a Wish, right? And their Make a Wish was to build a disabled park, so his friends could go. So to the like park. disabled children could go on the playground. No. So, and it was just the most heartbreaking thing ever because his, that was his Make a Wish. Yeah. Like he could have met like John Cena or something, mm. but instead he wanted something for the other kids after he died. Yeah. Which is which is That's just amazing, and uh, and Poirier heard about it because it, it in the end it didn't happen. They couldn't make it, and then Poirier heard about it, and then beat the fuck out of someone and gave him the prize money. <laughs> yeah, gave him the prize money. Yeah, so, amazing. Uh, a nice UFC man. We were saying he's a nice UFC man. I think that's why they were promoting it so much because oh. they were so stoked that there was actually someone who was nice yeah. at the UFC. But yeah, nice to see some actual something that we're interested in live for once that uh, isn't WWE or uh, football with with the fans on the canvas in the crowd. Have you seen that, Mark? That football now has got uh, obviously with no fans either. 
It's all very strange sports at the moment. It's very, very odd. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. We've kind of had to diversify the uh, types of sports that we watch now. Mm. We've been watching some some classic Kobayashi footage. We did. We watched some a, competitive eating. A burger eating competition when he went up against uh, Joey Chestnut. Yeah. A man called the Locust, who was the world's best jalapeno eater. Mm, yeah. And the world birth cake, birthday cake champion. Yeah, yeah. And there was a lady called the Black Widow. And uh, we watched uh, Lawnmower Racing. Yeah, we watched Lawnmower Racing. And we watched oh, the slippery stairs. Yeah, we watched the, the world slippery stairs competition, Mark. Yeah, the other day when they they had like a stairs from a wacky warehouse, and they had two girls at the top just chucking lube down while people were trying to climb up the top. So first to the top, yeah, to ring a bell. We watched the slippery stairs world championship. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Good times. Fucking hell. Well, we that makes that, that night we... shit that I was watching look even look almost normal. Well, we were watching that when we were waiting for the UFC to come on. Yeah, we we, we just crave sport as great blood as men. Yeah, we just needed it. Just, I, I just, I just want some glitter and rainbows and topless go-go dancers. Maybe not the, the go-go dancers. But, well, oh, that's, oh, what, that's what we were expecting. We thought that, but we got sad Eurovision this year, didn't we? Where sad all... Eurovision was miserable as fuck. We watched the well, first so... quarter of an hour and 30 minutes and we're like, Fuck this, I'm miserable, let's just get leathered. Yeah, sad. Sad, sad did... was horrendous. Yeah, but we did, uh, we enjoyed, we also did Not Glastonbury uh, the past weekend as well, didn't we? We watched Metallica in the garden. Yeah. But it wasn't Glastonbury, was it? No, I want to go to Glastonbury. No. Well, I don't know, I preferred it. Oh, it was brilliant. It was good. <laughs> yeah, I was just sat in the garden. It was lovely. Yeah, well... Yeah, I just want to stay inside all the time. Mark... Mark, you missed out last week, mate, on Roadhouse, and for a second, I'd like to think you missed out on Voodoo Academy with our little shenanigans that we did there. Yeah, I listened in, and when you said you'd done Voodoo Academy, I shed a tear, and then I realised you were doing Lions. (laughs) Yeah, we wouldn't do that to you. We wouldn't do that. No. When is Voodoo Academy scheduled for? It's on the list, mate. We've told you this. Right. Week week by week, we get a little bit closer to that... um, the man love epic the odyssey that is uh, the voodoo academy I'm excited don't do it without me I mean that sounds like a beefy film but it can't be as beefy as this Fletch what have we done this week escape from LA escape from LA John Carpenter's escape from LA no less from 1996 bam Kurt Russell Bam! Snake Pliskin, John Carpenter, Six Sense. Oh, I love, I love Snake Pliskin. Snake Pliskin is the man. Snake Pliskin is the coolest. It's got a lot of similarities to uh, 2019 after the fall of New York. This one. It's kind of a rip off. Yeah, it's a bit of a rip off for that one, isn't it? Yeah. But I didn't realise that this was a sequel. Didn't you really? Did you? No. I've not seen the original, so I just watched the issue. Oh, I don't feel like I needed to have seen the original either. It's, it kind of worked as a post-apocalypse oh, yeah. tat. It's sort of the same film. Yeah, basically. Is if it? Har- yeah, if you halve the cocaine intake, I think you've got the first film. <laughs> for yeah. for look-wise. Also, the first one's from the 80s, 
So like the theme song and stuff is more like 80s sing. Yeah. Like Whereas in this one they've 90s it up, so it's more guitar like bit. it's more like old guitar kind of stuff. It's got tool on the soundtrack for a start. Mm. Yeah, it does have tool. I did spot that, and it did make me happy. In fact, Tool got a love heart. There you go. Speaking about the, the music and the theme tune, I love that about John Carpenter. I like to imagine that he plays along live, huffing bumps of cocaine to, to the films when he's doing it, because he, he, he writes the theme tune and he sings the theme tune. He does. He does. He literally does do He it. just sits at his little Casio keyboard. Yes. Yeah. He goes, and this is when Snake comes in. And he goes, he's not very good. One, one thing, he's not very good at the harmonica, is he? No, he just goes, Wah. but yes, He's like the, the the kind of cameo king, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's in like lots and lots and lots of films for about two minutes. Wasn't he in what is in Waxwork too? We haven't done that one yet. Is he? Oh, I'm looking forward to Waxwork too. 1998, guys. LA has fallen to crime and morality. To protect and defend the citizens of the US, the police force is formed. They're just like stormtroopers with big shields. Horrible policemen. A massive earthquake hit LA in the year 2000. And there was chaos. The, <laughs> bu- the, bu- the buildings fell. Cars crashed. The giant tidal, tidal waves came towards LA. And they uh, they separated it from the rest of America. It became its own island. I'm a massive fan of films that are so old that their future is definitely wrong. Because we're living in it. I put down on my notes, superb, ridiculous premise, love art. This is the tattiest tat as an as a concept. This is pretty tat, and it made me happy. It always has to be. It always has to be after an event, and this is uh, the event in this one. Massive tidal well wait, but this event was predicted by the current, and for it's going to be the it's going to be the uh, president of the world forever, and he's this Christian feather. Who prayed and said that this was going to happen? This is this is a sign from God. LA is going to get separated from the rest of America. So now it is the deportation zone where we send all the trash. When they're doing bad stuff, they go to LA. LA, more like. So basically, nice. it's just New York from the first. Film. Yeah, it's just the same as the first film. The only difference is Manhattan Island made sense because yeah. it's an island. So they've just had to make this into an island. There was a tidal wave that the man predicted. How is that stupid? The man, the president. The president man, yeah. He's Uncle Ben, by the way. Uncle Ben? Uncle Look, the ben. vice man. No, Uncle Ben from the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films. Oh, the Sam mm. Raimi. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then Bruce Campbell's got a, um, a cameo in all three of the Sam Raimi oh, yeah. Spider-Man films. Speaking <laughs> of, yeah. Yeah. Did you notice what the two worst crimes were that people were sent to the island for? What were they, Mark? They were prostitution and atheism. That was it, yeah, prostitution and atheism. And they're basically the same thing. The two go hand. Yeah, they do, yeah. I'm like, for fuck's sake, (laughs) there's there's much worse crimes than those two. First of all, neither of them should be a crime. 
bit of politics, bit of politics, but they shouldn't. Yeah. One of them should be a crime. And those were considered the two worst. And I was like, wow, that's... that." I wonder whether they meant it to be that bleak and that kind of right wing and that's really kind of cutting in its satire in as much as these are the horrible crimes when obviously the politicians are doing much, much worse than not believing in God or the oldest profession in the world. Well, that was something that I kind of got a sense of in the film as we go along because... If you look at all of the characters in the film and all the things that happen when he's in L.A., it does present itself as some kind of weird, bizarro, extreme view of what... Like, if someone who was quite right-wing, quite conservative, it's kind of like how they imagine L.A. to be. Yeah. Just full of, like, people who were just deformed from plastic surgery and there's trans people there and there's a, there's a dodgy agent bloke who's clearly Jewish and everyone's a street punk yeah everyone and they all worship this commie Che Guevara type bloke yeah it is it is like uh, it is just like if you asked a conservative what was ruining America right now they would they would just describe the things that are in this film yeah but was it written from I, I couldn't work out whether it was written from that kind of this is bad, I am a conservative and this is bad, or it was done in an ironic sense, I didn't quite it didn't I quite think, I, think it's, I think it's done in an ironic John Carpenter clearly hates LA and the people of LA from it, you can say as it goes on that just did go in, go into it because apparently him and Kurt Russell because Kurt Russell's only writing credit yeah. ever done and they, they kind of wanted to show this sort of darker side of LA yeah in it so that does that would make sense mm. but at the same time if you look at the character Snake Plissken he is this like folk hero he's mm. like he's very anti-government yeah so, which could also be considered quite right wing but then again the government is is extremely right wing really extremely yeah, yeah they're basically walking around in Nazi costumes <laughs> I mean this we've we, we've we've giggled about this film as a as a thing and you know we giggle about tap but quite a lot of the time if you actually think about it some of the settings are like quite serious politically loaded dystopias and oh I mean, yeah definitely definitely I think you this find is, that a lot yeah this is this is brilliant because it made it despite the fact it was tat it actually made me think well this is 2013 now LA Friday 7 o'clock <laughs> We're at the deportation zone. There's an armoured vehicle arriving. The news are talking about a man, a famous man, America's most notorious outlaw. Snake Pliskin is here. They finally caught him. He's in the back of this armoured vehicle. It pulls up. It opens out and he's sat there. Gets out of the truck and he's still wearing the same clothes that he had on in the first film. But yeah, the same clothes he had on 15 years ago. 15 years ago. And the man says, Good. hello, Pliskin, welcome to L.A. And the soundtrack, this is like when you get Pliskin's theme, which is like, bow, now, 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 kind of, which is good. Snake, this is where you find out his real name's Bob, Bob Pliskin. He gives himself that name, Snake Pliskin. Yeah, his famous line, like in this and the first film, he's always like, call me Snake. Yeah. To everyone, right? 
So he gave himself a nickname. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, giving yourself a nickname is quite lame, isn't it? Well, yeah. A little bit. Second of all, giving yourself the nickname Snake. Snake. Snake is Snake. Call me Snake. snake. The police are watching on the monitor and they're saying, is that Snake Plissken? Because he looks quite retro, quite 20th century. This is where we meet Commander Mallory and he says, yeah, the good old days. This is Stacey Keach playing Mallory. We're going to see Stacey Keach. He's coming in a few weeks. He's a, he's a tax mainstay, this man. Where's Lee Van Cleef gone? Lee Van Cleef? Yeah. He's not in this one. That's just Lee Van Cleef's character from the first film. It's different. It's a different person. Next, you'll be saying that Steve Buscemi's character is the same as the taxi driver from the first one. <gasps> he is! Outside, he says, take a look at the Pliskin. Prostitutes, atheists, runaways, and we're throwing out the trash. He looks at Pliskin, he says, you've got two purple hearts. You're the youngest man ever to be decorated by the president. You rescued a different president after that in 1997. What happened to you? You used to be the best. Now you know better than this scum. There's cameras everywhere because everything's being filmed because everything's on the news now, live, ironically. It kind of is, isn't it, guys? He says, tell the world why you turned your back on America, Pliskin. And he says to the cameras and he says, call me Snake. <laughs> no. no. Snake is so cool, He's I can't coolest. handle it. He's the coolest man. He's just so cool. He is so cool. Kurt Russell Russell is playing a very good Kurt Russell here. Yeah, it's good. No wonder they just completely stole the character for the Metal Gear games. Yeah, even his name. Yeah. Do you know, in like Metal Gear Solid 2, when Snake tries to hide his identity as one of the soldiers, he calls himself Pliskin. Really? Yeah. (laughs) It's so... Oh, brilliant. They walk in place. And then later on, he has a fucking eye patch. They just, it's just like they just give up. They just give They're up. like, oh, fuck it, he is Snake Pliskin. Just fucking stop. They're walking Snake Pliskin through the uh, processing area. A lady, eyeball snake, walks past him, sees his good eye, his good blue eye, scratches his hand. He's like, ah, hey, you bugger, what's that? She's gone. And he looks, he's like, that was a bit weird, lady scratching me. People in this processing area, there are people being electrocuted by bad priests in electric chairs. Those fucking electric chairs were really, really scary, like really dark, cruel, yeah, yeah. dystopic shit. I was, yeah, they... I, I, I found it genuinely scary, like real, actual horror. I wasn't ready for it either because, you know, call me Snake, and all the other camp shite that we'd had already. And then yeah. suddenly... This was dark. Oh, it was great. Heard the love art, obviously. It was really good foreboding because these people are in the chairs. They're people who chose not to go yeah, in. Yeah, that's the said. You gave you the choice. You can be deported or you can see a priest and they'll just electrocute you here and now. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's excellent because it just gives you the sense that this place is so bad that people would rather die They'd than rather go die, in. Yeah. Well, think how many prostitutes and atheists there are there. No wonder people don't want to go. Well, Mark, well, Mark, that's what you get for turning your back on God. <laughs> get in the chair. Get in the chair, Mark. Go to LA. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, 
<laughs> they, they walk in at the end of the process in that area there's a room there's a room and it's got um, the wristband that you had on in the first film the, t- the timer yeah they've just got all his stuff like, what, what's this I don't know what this is I've not seen that for 15 years <laughs> puts it down he puts his finger on a uh, like a thumb thing and that shows on this man is normal says on the screen from the thumbprint perfect that's science that is science he's genetically Gen- perfect he's perfect <laughs> he's bad he's a bad lad but he's he's just pure beefy goodness he is he's like <laughs> a rich, wholesome soup this man he's a broth he's a broth he's a bovril of a man you could drink him down <laughs> on, on a cold November afternoon when you're watching the football do you know what I mean Oh, watching the rugby on a, a <laughs> sorry, come back, Malachi. Come back. Oh, do you know what I fancy? I'm missing sport. I'm now I'm rest- reminiscing about sport as a child drinking bovril at the rugby. You just Ooh, got I fancy lost. a bovril. Well, we need to go to sport. It's getting, it's getting out of hand. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in, the, he's in this office and he sees Mallory and there's a lady policeman there and uh, yeah and the president skulking skulking around in the black in the back. They said to him, Snake, we thought we had you in Cleveland. What happened in Cleveland, guys? What happened in Cleveland? Because I keep going on about stuff that happened in Cleveland. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen the first film. The first one's in New York. Yeah, the first one, he does does what he does in this film and then gets absolved of all of his crimes. And then clearly he just steps back out in the world and just immediately commits all of the crimes. Yeah, went to Cleveland. It was a right bad man. He just goes around and starts doing crime again. Yeah. He sees the film and he's like... Snake sees them and he's like, get to the deal. You need me for something. This is the same yeah. thing. <laughs> Even Snake knows this is just the same film again. Yeah. Like, they've got future tech. They said, look, this is remote control with a tiny CD in it. <laughs> it's got a mini disc. It's got a mini disc. It said, "Look, this is what's happening." And it turns out that the president's daughter, Utopia, has stolen the secret prototype of this thing. But this one can turn on all the satellites in the world and turn all the machines off. And she's gone bad. She's gone real bad. She's speaking out against the president and uh, the corrupt government. She steals Air Force Three because it's the future, not Air Force One. There's been two since then. <laughs> Air Force Three the future good so yeah and she sees this on the news but the best way to explain it to Snake is they drop him into VR news he's in the news yeah and you can see he's completely confused by it because he's just been doing crimes outside you yeah. don't know what telly is he's probably just been living in like a log cabin doing crimes yeah doing crime plotting crimes and living off crime money you don't know what VR is he clearly doesn't. He's in there. I noticed within the VR world. Did you notice that uh, the uh, chopping ball, uh, chopping more racist man was there? <laughs> Pete, Pete the barman <laughs> complained about the robots looking ethnic. He's yeah. there. He's one of the news people filming it. So there you wow. go, Peter. There's a tapped robot. A tapped the robot. river runs deep. The river does run deep. Wow! Remember when we did? Chopping more. That was a good one, that wasn't it? That yeah. was ages ago. Yeah. So apparently, she nicked the plane. She's not been seen for ages. Her escape pod has landed somewhere in LA with this prototype, with the, you know, with the the sword of Democles, is what they call it. Yeah. They have sent in a five man team, but all but one are dead, Snake says. Hell of a team. 
He says, skip the commentary, Christian. He says, call me Snake again. He says it a lot, but he hisses it, doesn't he? Call me Snake. So yeah. every time he says it, he gets a bit more Snake. Yeah, he goes a bit more Snakey every time. He's like, call me Snake. Now, guys, how do you think the president's daughter got involved in terrorism? Just think about it. How do you think she would have got involved in it? Hunky Che Guevara. Well, how did this guy get... How did he get in? Like everyone in the future, the president's daughter is addicted to cyberspace. He broke into her VR and he sent her a video of him releasing the dove. Thus, peace. Do you know what I mean? The dove video. That dove video that he's in is absolutely excellent. He's there in front of some fucking crappy CGI flowers and he's just with the flower. And and he's got the dove and and he throws the dove at the camera. It just plops down. <laughs> and the dog just plops down. <laughs> it just fly away. But this is whoever Jones! He is a member of the Shining Pass and he runs the biggest, baddest gangs in LA. Yeah, Snake says, it's a sad story. You gotta smoke. Oh, he loves his smoke. He smacks. loves his smoke. He loves his smoke. He says, it's a matter of national security. This is Snake. Take it seriously. And he says, well, it looks like it belongs to Utopia's lover boy now. Can I have that cigarette? And they say, look, if you retrieve the black box, you remember the film that we, you did in the 80s? Yeah, that. Do that again, but you're not going to save the president. You're going to save the president's daughter and the black box. If you go in there, we'll absolve you of all your bad crimes that you did. And you can go. You can go do what you want. Go back to set by Cleveland again. I don't care. Yeah, we all know what he's going to do. And he says... I, I tell you what, this is poppycock, this is. I'm not doing it. He says, I'm going to go to Hollywood. And he says, I tell you what, Snake Pliskin, you one-eyed bastard, you're going to do it because you're riddled with disease. You feel a bit poorly, do you, Snake? He's like, no, no, I feel fine. Remember that lady that scratched you in the corridor? She has riddled you with a made-up disease that is going to kill you in a number of hours. So get that wristwatch on, because by the time that's finished, you're going to be dead, mate. And he flies into a rage and tries to kill the president. But he can't kill the president because he's a hologram. And they're in the <laughs> other room. Because he doesn't understand VR. And they're stood in the other room. And he says, how stupid do you think we are, Pliskin? This is a hologram. This is like a tap plot, but with a blockbuster budget, isn't it? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Oh, he's gone. He's gone. He's left us. What? He's gone. He's just. He just gone and left. He's left the podcast. He's done. He quit. Why? Oh, he got some more beers. It's okay. Okay. So, I was like, where's he going? Dad. Like I've been lost. He said he was going to go for a beer. It was three weeks ago. I was in the shopping market. Like that happened to me once. I got lost once in the supermarket. Yeah. It was when they were open Asda in the need. Yeah. I got lost. And the only thing I could see was, you remember on the front of Monster Bunch? Yeah. The big purple monster and the blue fella? Yeah. All the big monsters. They had people in those costumes. And I was running around there. And that's all I could find when I came around. I couldn't find my parents, but I could find the bloody Monster Munch monsters. Yeah. Is that why you turned out the way you did? No, I, I took a I took a brick to the back of the head as a child.
whiskey yeah. turns around and he says, get this, get this crap out of me. I say, no, there's an antidote. Come back with Utopia, my daughter, and the black box will we'll jab you right off. You'll get you right as rain. You'll be sorted. And he says, you better hope I don't make it back. All of you. They take him to the armory and they show him shurikens that he never uses. It's shurikens from the last film. Shurikens, yes, from the last film. Guns, big guns. Mouth darts that they talk about. Mouth darts. Uh, a hollow projector that they say, this projector can project up to half a mile away. Uh, but you can only use it once. So save it for the plot. And he puts it in his coat. So I, I put a big love heart for Bond tech. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's like Bond in it. It is, yeah. But it's the, the one thing that he's most impressed with out of it all is the coat. He's like, I'll have the coat. I'm not having the rest. And he says, get that bloody spandex on. <laughs> so he puts his Roman Reigns costume on and he's got his big guns. He puts his uh, mouth dart in his shoulder. So fills his like... pockets with his gadgets. So, so when he gets changed, right, did, mm. oh, he's, got a, he's got a stomach tattoo. He's got a snake on his stomach. Yes. Was yes. that supposed to be deviant? Was that supposed to be, like, shocking that, oh, my goodness, he's got a stomach tattoo. He must be crazy. Was the 90s well, like that? Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of... Because he, he has he has it in the first film. Yeah. Because there's, there's, there's a bit in the first film where he has to have, like, a wrestling match. Right. And he, has to, and he takes his shirt off and he's just got this, this snake on his stomach. But you'll see, the snake... Is his dick? Yeah, the, oh yeah, of course it is. Yeah, it's his dick. It comes up from his crotch and then onto his stomach. He's just got a big cobra dick. Right. Amazing. Okay. That's why it is. It just seems a bit kind of anticlimactic. That's not really that deviant, and it's been done better with shit like Crying Freeman and 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 you know, I don't know. It just that was Mark DeCascos, though, Mark. Come on. It was Mark DeCascos. Oh, of course, of course, he favours the Mark DeCascos. <laughs> can Listen. we do Crying Freeman? Yeah, we can. I think it is actually on the list. Yeah, it definitely counts as tat. No, not after you put him over Snake Pliskin. Oh well, okay. Well, we'll... <laughs> I'm, I'm really mad about it. Okay. He's got now, a Tommy tattoo, as opposed to Crying Freeman, who's got a badass all over everything tattoo. Yeah, always, well, snake Fiskin has an eye patch and a mullet. I'm just a one-eyed snake. He's Willy. Willy. One-eyed Willy snake. That's probably how he put his eye out in the first place. <laughs> that's that, 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 that's just crass, isn't it? Yeah. The punks of LA Island are planning an invasion of the USA. They're, gonna, they're getting in. They're fucking taking over. They've had enough with this Che Guevara fella in it, with his dove-chucking fella. It... it, it in... <laughs> ready to go but how guys how is how is Kurt Russell how is how is um, Snake Plissken going to get to this this foreboding island of death he's going to get it in, in a tiny CG submarine yeah he's, he's going to go via crap 90s CGI is how he's going to get there yeah he goes in a CGI submarine that fires him underwater and he's going past Universal Studios bang because remember it's ah, it's sank because of the table wave. Jaws is there. Jaws is there. He is. I did put a, um, a love heart down for random corny landmarks, but that was across the whole film, not just Hollywood Studios. But I think that was oh, possible. Yeah. I think that was the first one where I was like, <laughs> random corny landmark. 
I forgot to because the first shot when it, when the film first starts when the helicopter's going over the uh, the bad matte painted walls and it says like it's got the, the San Francisco bridge and stuff. It's fucking great. But he's he's in the he's in the sub. Yeah. And he's going faster and faster. And they're like, Snake, you're gonna break the submarine. It's like, shut up! Yeah, he's, he's still mad at them about yeah, her. He early. says, I'm going to die anyway. Yeah, I'm going to kill myself in the submarine. So he, does he try and kill himself? Right, he might as well. He's just like, oh, fuck it. Fuck it. But yeah, he fires it into, into LA and he's going past all the landmarks. <laughs> I'd like to think that's how just Snake operates. Yeah. Like he just dives head first in and goes, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah. And then somehow it all just works out. He lands on a concrete pier. He gets out of the sub, but the concrete pier collapses immediately. We get what we love on Super Tat, a nice bit of miniature work. Oh, a yeah. combination of miniature and green screen. Mm-hmm. Lovely stuff. And that boat they told him not to fucking lose, he's lost it. It's gone. Gone straight away. <laughs> Two drums looking at it. It's sank. There's no surface with guns. And he's like, whoa. Hang on, guys. I've lost the boat, but I'm going to have to go. There's a load of old fellas on surfboards here. Round the corner, Peter Fonda in an anorak points a gun at Snake and he says, uh, The easy rider himself. <laughs> he says, Too bad about your boat, man. We'd appreciate it if you stayed up our beach. He says, I'm just passing through. Snake's walk on pa- Snake walks on past, but Peter Fonda, pipeline, says, You look kind of familiar. But Snake's gone. He walks on down to Mulholland Drive. But it's not the same as it is now, nowadays, is it? It's a, it's a waste, LA, it's a wasteland of street punks and barrels of fire and fat synths and guitars. I mean, I would quite, I think I'd be quite happy when I was thinking about this film. Nine times out of ten, if we lived in this reality, we'd end up on LA. It, we'd be drinking in LA. Marvel because he's an atheist. Well, we'd be there, he, uh, and uh, they'd send him straight off. We'd all be there. We'd all be there. They'd class us as deviants. Look up, they're conservatives. I'm not deviant. You're a prostitute, aren't you? No. Exactly. Oh, okay, right. Sorry, sorry, I got confused. I think we'd get them all right there. Do you know what I mean? I think it'd be okay. I mean, from, from the the street punk shanty town where they got the nice little market, looks all right. You have a burger. They're doing street food. What have they got? Is it like watching Eddie Eats America? <laughs> Man versus Soup Food. Eddie Eats America? Oh, we've gone back to Tatsy. What a TV. show! What a show! Sport, sport, sport. <laughs> yeah, have you seen that yet, Mark? Have you seen Eddie Eats America, Mark? No. That's oh, brilliant. It's the, what's his name? It's Eddie Hall. Eddie Hall, world's strongest Stokesman. He's from Stoke and he's massive. Right. World's strongest, world's strongest man. Best man at chucking a fridge in a car park. Right. He goes over to America, eats a load of burgers. Yeah, that's it's brilliant. That's the, that's the premise of the show. It's yeah, excellent. That's it. That's it I mean, I would have watched watched that, so I just haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's so oh good. mate, get it on. He just turns up and they just give him loads of food and he just eats it. And he's like, I'm from stock. I'm from stock. What the bloody hell's that? <laughs> you got any pickled eggs in there, man? It, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, I love a pickled egg. egg. Oh, I love a pickled egg. I've told you about the time I got thrown out. We got thrown out of the pub for testing pickled eggs. I guess it's a different. No, you got thrown out of a pub for testing pickled eggs. I was in a pub with my old band manager, and we were very, very drunk in the middle of nowhere, full in Swaffham, um, in North, in in Norfolk. And we asked what how you eat pickled eggs, and they said the best way to eat a pickled egg 
is with a packet of salt and vinegar crisps and a cigar. So there was me, our old manager, and the, and the drummer. So it was like, the drummer was really drunk. Alex, how's it going? He said, I'll have three pickled eggs, three cigars, and three packets of crisps. And it was horrible. And then he knocked a drink over. He blamed it on the landlord's cat. And we got thrown out of the pub. Went to sleep in the studio. Not really <laughs> worth telling that, was it? It wasn't really anything to do with pickled eggs. You could have cut that and just said the drummer knocked a drink on a cat. Yeah, your wild claims about testing pickled eggs. <laughs> you bought three pickled eggs. You just bought three I tested them. I've never had one before. You just bought three pickled eggs. Not a pineapple. Other things I've eaten that are weird in a pub. Have you ever eaten a whelk? Yeah. No. Oh, don't, Mark. It's like a little jar of vinegar... Poons. Mate, I've eaten everything. Oh no, you, well, to be fair, you lived in China and uh, you sent me videos of you eating scorpions and stuff like that. And pig faces. And the, uh, the I remember the video you sent me of the live frogs in, in, in the deli. And the Walmart. Yeah, the Walmart, yeah. So yeah, but, yeah. And turtles. You ate a turtle? And frogs. Yeah. Oh, we've all eaten frogs, mate. And uh... I've not eaten frogs or turtles. The snake. Or snake. I've eaten everything, mate. It was like Indiana Jones. You just you had a monkey brain. Oh, I've never had a monkey brain, mate. I've never had a monkey brain. I've eaten kangaroo. I went to Australia. I ate all the animals there, and all. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter Fonda, surf dude, he's following Pliskin because he said he remembers him. Pliskin hears a sound behind him. He walks past the shop. Peter Fonda walks up, but then Pliskin jumps out behind him because he's a fucking ninja. He just, like, he just teleports behind him. Yeah. He says, sorry, I just recognised you. I said, I used to see you all the time when I was, you know, surfing or something. He says, something about surfing, man. He says, I think you're pretty cool. You think you're pretty radical and all that. But I thought you'd be taller. Because everyone keeps saying, I thought you'd be taller. Like last week. Like Dalton. Like Dalton, the same thing. Were they, were they a pair of tiny fellas, these? They, were they Hollywood's dwarves? Kurt Russell and... Pat Swayze. I don't know. Yeah? That's, that's little tiny goblins. That's, that's Hollywood goblins. Hollywood goblins. Tom <laughs> Cruise. <laughs> Hollywood goblin. Oh no, yeah, Tom Cruise is the Hollywood goblin, isn't he? Yeah. A gypsy lady told me I looked like Tom Cruise once. Where was this? Was this in China? Because they did, did they all tell you you look like Tom Cruise in China? No! Uh, to be fair though, the kids, right, they, they heard that white people can't tell Chinese people apart. Right. And they think they can get away with shit because of it. Because they think we can't tell them apart. So the kids are just like, change coats and dip you about, is that what you're saying? Well, they'll come in, like, <laughs> someone will come and sit in your class because, like, I'll just be playing, I'll just be watching films or playing games out because I wasn't a good teacher. <laughs> so someone will come into my class and I'm like, you're not in my class. I'm like, yeah, we are. I'm like, fuck off. Uh, I can tell you apart. And like this kid was this, you can't tell us apart. I'm like, yes, I can. Yes, I can. <laughs> but yeah, it was a gypsy lady. It was when I went to the hospital. Yeah. She was like, you look like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. But you don't look like Tom Cruise. <laughs> you don't look like Tom Cruise at all, mate. I'm sorry. Guys. I'm sorry, mate. I mean, did you, how long ago was this? It was when I went to the hospital, how so I would have been like, 35 years ago? Yeah, it was, <laughs> no. It was 12 years ago. 
12 years ago. So what were you then, about 48? 20. Okay. Younger than Tom Cruise. Younger than Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh, you look like... Oh, you... <laughs> Very handsome. Very handsome. Look at Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Cruise. You just spit at the Tom Cruise. You are. My, my, my dad's favorite film was the cocktail. The cocktail film. He liked the cocktail in the top gun. In the top gun. And he, he liked the, the big name with the towels and the volleyball. Oh, he looked like Tom Cruise. There was a gypsy elder who was on a deathbed at the hospital. Right. So well, is, this, is this real? Yeah. Is this a, a book you were reading? No, this is what happened to me when I was at the hospital poor. A gypsy elder was on her deathbed at the hospital. Okay. So they all descended. So all the different families from all over, they all came to the hospital and they all parked up in like several camp in the uh, car park. Right. And they were just, and they just basically lived in the hospital for like, like a couple of weeks while she was, while she passed away. I used to work in a cinema that was on a, um, on a partially built industrial estate. And we turned up one morning and there was gypsies outside, and they started living in the cinema. Yeah, yeah. Find find kids bathing in the in the, <laughs> in the sink in the morning and stuff. Yeah, crazy stuff. But yeah, that was a lovely story about the gypsy in the hospital. Sorry. <laughs> what were we saying it for? Because I look like Tom Cruise. Oh, because you look like Tom Cruise. That's it. Just spit at Tom Cruise. I tell you what, you're a maverick. You are. You're a maverick. Will you get us a tea with free sugars, please? Tools on as he as he arrives to the uh, street punk shanty town and he's looking. I enjoyed That's it. Wrong. That's the wrong new metal. I know it is, yeah. But I just did that because you had a mouthful of beer and I thought you were going to kill it on yourself. To be honest, in all honesty, it was a childish thing to do. I enjoyed it. Are you trying to make me choke on my beer? So like doing David Draymond. <laughs> It's not even a very good ooh wah Whoa! Oh! Oh, it's like he's here! Oh! Oh, Mark, next time time I see you, will you put some big rings in your mouth? (laughs) (laughs) I was just saying that your ooh wah wasn't very good, is what I was saying. Will you you put some big, like, lip lip bars in and sell us us an album, a subpar album for 50 quid? Because you put a leather case in it. Did you buy that? Did you buy it? I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like all the disturbed albums, they like had the normal one, and then they had like a special one for like fucking forty quid, fifty quid. Yeah, they they were either leather bound or they had like an art book with them. (laughs) What the fuck was in a disturbed art? Disturbed. David Draymond is rich as fuck. He made so much money from Disturbed. Well, it must be if he's selling his fucking albums for 40 quid a pop in a leather bag. What? Yeah. It was so about the time of hard. Todd McFarlane, wasn't it? There was probably some Todd McFarlane one, art. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a Todd McFarlane one, because he did all the, uh, the artwork for the album. Okay. Which well, is pretty case, cool. the album would be good. Well, yeah, it was yeah. Todd McFarlane, but like... So, yeah, so, yeah, Tools playing in the shanty town, Snake Pliskins wandering about for a bit, the first bit of this film, and he just wanders about. And this, this town seems to be made up primarily street punks and girls in assless chaps. Powerful future MILFs all <laughs> over the place. His first mission is to rescue, remember, rescue the surviving member from the, uh, from the, the five that got sent in earlier. So his thing's bibbly bobby. He goes down an alleyway full of ladies of the night. At the end of that alleyway is a grand, massive hall 
and he's like, that guy is somewhere around here, turns around, they've crucified him, he's dead, and street punks are just chucking knives at the guy's body. And then he comes over to Snake Plisk and he says, do you want to have a go at chucking knives at this fella? And he just says, tell me how to get to Cuevo Jones. And he says, do I look like a tour guide? Pliskin just, <laughs> you look like, like shit to me, punk. And he walks off to carry on with his mission. He goes upstairs, he asks, he asks the lady, where's Cuevo Jones? She shows him outside, down the, uh, down the alleyway. As he's walking down, the punks that were stabbing up the fella come out and they're like, hey, one eye, I'm talking to you. And he sassed me and walked off. Goes to chuck a knife at him. Pliskin can't even be bothered, mate. Just turns around. Indiana Jones is in. Bam, 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 bam. Doesn't even throw a knife. Dead. Street punk, dead. He had hairy arms, that street punk. He had no hair on his head, but very hairy arms. I suppose, you know. He looked like George the Animal Steel. Maybe that's why you got sent there. For, for his hairy arms. Offensively hairy arms. Horrible arms. Get on that, get on that boat. The lady of the night that he talked to told told him that you can find whoever on Sunset Boulevard. So uh, that's where Snake goes. But there's punks everywhere at Sunset. This is where like it is like a market. It's like a bazaar. It, it you know there's, there's food. There's, it looks all right to me. I, I mean I quite like. It. I quite like it. Yeah. That's it would... why you're a fucking godless street punk. Yeah. Maybe it is. Yeah. I went to sleep in a spare room after that. Yeah. And I saw a cut-off sleeveless plaid shirt. Yeah, I've got a couple of them. Now. And then I was like... <gasps> yeah. That's when I realised you're a street punk. I was like, oh my God. You realize you're, you're next to a rack of sleeveless there. She goes through that. Put some sleeves on. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Never, get, talk- never get a job looking like that. Don't, that's not even a fucking funny at the minute we don't <laughs> it looks a little bit like the gathering of jugglers doesn't it where this <laughs> it really does doesn't it fuck's sake yeah. well it's a bit cleaner I'd say from what I've heard about the gathering of jugglers I've been thinking a lot about jugglers recently we have been talking a lot about jugglers they are the funniest thing that exists they're really funny they are really funny I mean I would love like um Big, big fucking Joe and Casanova Valentine actually had the honour of wrestling there last year. I saw! Which is ridiculous! I saw that match! And uh, Joe, Joe said it's the best thing he ever did. I saw that fucking match. Ooh. There's a man with a knife in the crowd. There was a bloke with a fucking knife in the crowd. Yeah. He just mm-hmm. had a knife, a hunting knife, holstered to his belt. Because they took Joe in. And Joe was rolling around because I couldn't get up like a turtle. And this bloke was just there with a fucking hunting knife stood over him like, whoa. Do they just let hunting knife people in there? Cuervo Jones turns up in a Cadillac with Utopia. Now she's dressed like a sexy street punk because she's, that's what's going to happen, isn't it? This is what happens. The Cadillac is covered in disco balls and doll heads and Girls World. Remember Girls World? We used to do the hair on it and the makeup. No. My sister had one. Well, there's loads of them all over the car. Snake Pliskin sees this. Following them in that car is a parade of street punks on motorbikes. Yeah. So, <laughs> Here we go. Pliskin then knocks one of the punks off the bike and he takes his bike. Cuervo Jones has said, right, this is what's happening. We're taking over the world. Meet me tonight at Happy Kingdom. We're having a party. Happy Kingdom, guys, is uh, Disneyland. 
Disneyland's gone bad. They couldn't get the license. No, they couldn't get the license, and I don't think they can say, "Can we have the license for Disney?" No, you they, can well, see can't. why. I don't think Disney would like to put their name to something like this, really. Why? Well, it's just Disneyland. It's just a place. Are they, are they like, how dare you? How dare you imply that Disneyland would fall to street punks during an apocalypse? Like during the apocalypse, Disneyland is the only thing that will stand. It will be the last bastion of civilization. People will be in there. People need cheeseburgers and rides on the Spider-Man thing and hugs from Snow White. (laughs) I won't hear any more of it. Get out! Get out of my office, John Carpenter. (laughs) Take your bags of coke with you. Stake's only got seven hours there. Fuck Disney World. He's got, got time. That's like two rides with those He's not got time for Space Mountain. for Space Mountain. So he steals, he steals the bike from the punk and he chases, he chases Huevo Jones. And orchestral hit. It's like Hands of Steel. Hands of Steel. It's like Hands of Steel. Oh, I'm getting really nostalgic this episode. Yeah. Hands of Steel. We're looking back. We're looking back. A, a street punk tries to pull Snake down with a chain, but he's smarter than that, and he ends up that's his undoing, that chain. He just, he just powers forward. Street punk dead. And the guy, Jones, is like, that looks like Snake Pliskin. Utopia says, who's that? He said he used to be a gunfighter. Oh, come on, you. <laughs> you don't know who Snake Pliskin is? At that point, Snake pulls a massive wheelie. And he said, like, she went, oh, he's not calmed down, has he? He said he'd calmed down a bit. Look at him. The, 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 the bikes that were chasing him, because he pulled a wheelie that's that good, they just explode. <laughs> I did enjoy the Explodium bikes. I, I, I put a love heart down for Explodium bikes. Anything, honestly, if it's made of Explodium, am I going to like it? Well, the, the chase isn't over yet. because They the, just exploded from Snake Biscuit's radical yeah, power. Yeah, they saw his moves and they just explode. <laughs> There's no no point existing. Oh, Snake Plissken is just too rad. He just makes things explode just by, like, being rad around. That's basic physics. It's true. true. <laughs> snake's, snake's getting closer to Jones. Out of nowhere, Cowboy Street Punk on a horse! On a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. And he's got a bandolier on. He's, he's got the whole thing. He's, proper, he's like a proper Mexican bandito, isn't it? Yeah. And then Jones is like, nobody rolls into town and disrespects me. Not even Snake Blisket. Nah, nobody. See what I mean when I'm saying it's like some kind of like extreme conservatives view of what LA's like. This is Mexicans riding around with sombreros on. Yeah. Just shooting people. He takes down the Mexican fella. Jones, he's not having it. So he calls out, he says, Bolas! <laughs> Hand me the bolas. Hand me the bolas. <laughs> and he takes down Snake Blisket with... Um, with rocks on sti- uh, on strings. I put another love heart for the bolus because you know that's a cool thing. Yeah, bolus. Throw <laughs> some bolus round his neck. Yeah, he, he comes off the car and he loses his sick coat. Oh, he does. <laughs> he loses his sick coat. He knocks him out of his trench coat. Oh, and this is when he says like he gets surrounded by punks and they all pull their guns on him and he pulls good on them and he says, "Hey, why don't we play a little Bangkok rules?" <laughs> And the punks, they all look at each other and they go, yeah, 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 we will play. I, I, do you know what? I fancy a bit of Bangkok rules. You're on Snake Pliskin. They all start backing off. Pliskin picks up a can from the floor and he says, I'm going to throw this can in the sky when it hits the ground. Nobody draws until it hits the ground. And they're like, yeah, that's clearly Bangkok rules. That is the rules. Rule number one. 
can out. Don't do anything. Pliskin throws the can in the air. The street punks look at the can and he just shoots them all immediately. The can hits the ground and he says, draw. Oh, he's so cool. I want Snake Pliskin to be my dad. I want to be Snake Pliskin. I want to be in Snake Pliskin. I, I never forgave my parents for not naming me Snake Pliskin. Well, if I have another child, <laughs> call it Snake. No matter what. No matter what. Cotton, what gender, whatever. Whatever I get, whether it be a child, a cat or a dog, whatever we get next, we call it snakes. What if you got a snake? Uh, I'd call it Pliskin. Yeah, that'd be a bit on the nose. More punks arrive and Snake runs off again into the night, accidentally leaving behind his super cool coat only to be taken by one of the banditos. Yes! This is where Snake bums into. He's, he's, he's walking around. He tells tells them, I've lost the gadgets. I've lost the coat. Sorry, guys. And um, this is this is really bad. He says, this guy's got more heat red than the president. He walks over to a shack that says, Maps of the Stars. He sits down on the deck chair. And this is where he meets Map to the Stars Eddie. That's his actual name. Map to the Stars. Steve Bashimi. He's there. He's like, don't shoot, don't shoot. I thought it was you. I recognised you. You're Snake Pliskin. He says, I've been sitting there for years, but I never thought I'd see Snake Pliskin coming round and sitting on my deck chair. He said, don't go into, don't go into Beverly Hills. It's treacherous. What you need is a map. But he doesn't give him a map. He gives him a CD. That's not a map. That's an audio. That's 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 a talk. That's an audio guide to walking around Beverly Hills. It's not a map. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Buscemi seems absolutely stuck on the fact that this is in fact a map yeah like the whole film's like you should have took my map took your, it's not fucking it's map. not a map it's not Steve. fucking map Steve that's a fucking CD you'd I'm think sorry, if he was vlogging a map he'd know what a map was wouldn't he <laughs> the sun is beating through <laughs> stop shouting no this is the... okay I can't do the podcast like this just move that way this, uh, Just move that way slightly. Jesus Christ. I know you don't like the sun vampire, but it's not actually going to kill you. Oh, oh, no, it's, it's moving. Hang on. There you go. You're behind the, 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 the tree. There you go. You're all right now. You're all right. The, the audio tape says, we all know the big one wiped out the entertainment industry, which that's funny, isn't it? That's kind of like happening now. But the excitement and the glamour of Hollywood lives on with these audio cassettes from Steve Buscemi <laughs> Steve walks off he's like I don't want it mate he says oh, I'll give it you for $50,000 because John Carpenter think that's, thinks that's how inflation works in the future <laughs> $50,000 for a tiny CD Pliskin sees men in hoods street punks in shrouds looking like monks he hides in a bush when he hides in a bush he meets he meets a girl Taslima she's also that's so that's how he meets this girl. He's just from hiding in a bush. She just happens to be hiding in the same bush. Yeah, but he's hiding in the bush and being a snake, being yes. stealthy as fuck. Yes. And she's just in the bush behind him going, Be quiet! Shut up, Pliskin! They're going to catch you! Stop moving about! Stop being loud, Snake! And yeah. Snake's like, It's you. You're you're the one being loud. Yeah, but they do get captured, though, don't they? Like, that's literally what he says. Yeah. He's like, just Shut up! He's like, It's you! Why are you shouting at me? So yeah, they get captured. They wake up. When they wake up, they're tied. Frankenstein-style plinth 
they're in a laboratory and they're like what, what's this there's freaks all over the place Fletch people that have just like clearly got Botoxy faces they're all squished they're all weird what, there's a lady walking around with a tray of eyes and another, another lady examining like a big monkey head in a bowl going oh what's that Snake Plissken says to the, girl, the bush girl what are these people and she says they're cosmetic rejects freaks Beverly Hills the only way they can stay alive is by having, like, harvesting fresh bits of people, sticking it on their face. And she goes, I'm going to throw up today. Shut up. Somebody come in. Oh, God. It's the Surgeon General of Beverly, Beverly Hills. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Campbell is here. But, but he doesn't look like Bruce. But he doesn't look like Bruce. Well, have you seen Bruce Campbell now? Gorgeous. Oh my god. He's like a, he's like a port. What happened to him in lockdown? Have you seen him? Is he an attractive, even more attractive? Sure, he can't be any more attractive. He's Bruce Campbell. Oh, he's grown. Oh, Mark, Mark. He's grown a beard, right? And he's just all white. He's just got a white beard and hair. I can imagine his musk. Yeah. He smells leathery in a good way. You can imagine him, like, putting shells up for you. Yes, stinking of old spice. Yeah. But yeah, in this film, you can't, you can barely tell it's him because he's been, he's had so much Botox. In fact, he looks like Robbie Rotten from Lazy Town. He did, didn't he? <laughs> ah, yes, he does. Well, did he? Does yeah. Yeah, he really does. And you see, he's looking at like these the the, the mutant people have bought in some flotsam and jetsam. He's like, look at that! I'm not having that. This is awful. But look at these two sexy fellas you've got over here. He goes over and he says, "I'm going to harvest your bits." He touches the girl's boobs and he's like, "You've got real boobs." He's like, "Yeah." goes over to uh, Kurt he's like right that is a beautiful eye it's a shame you've only got one eye but I'm going to take it do you notice he was still dressed as Ash Williams no I didn't yeah with like the blue shirt and the khaki trousers I didn't see that no that's just what Bruce Campbell used to just wear yeah that's his film that's his film clothes Snake Plissken's about to get his eye taken oh no but it's okay Mouth dart, mouth dart in his forehead. Mouth dart straight, straight in his head. And then, uh, as Bruce is falling, he cuts him free. Cuts him free, and they manage to get <laughs> That's my favourite bit of the film because Bruce kind of goes, oh! and he faints. And as he faints, he cuts free with his scalpel. He cuts Snake free. Yeah, they escape. And they head into the tunnel. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? <laughs> I love bits like that in films where it's just like. Oh, the chance of it. The oh. chance of it. Like, you know when someone's someone's playing around with, like, a gun or a crossbow or something in a film? Yeah. And it goes off, and it hits the wall, like, inches away from a prominent character's head. Mm. And it's like, oh, that could have been the end of the film then. That could have been. Could have just happened. Yeah. Bruce Campbell could have just fainted and fell on the floor, and Snake would have just been there awkwardly like that. They just dropped dead of the flu. It ended up getting in the sewers, and the girl points Snake in the right direction. To Jones's hideout. She says, be careful, it's Korean Dragon Town down there. It's very dangerous. The sun's coming up in a few hours and the UV's gonna be bad today because it's the future. It says, I know a place where we can crash. Funnily enough, my boyfriend and I broke up today, so I wouldn't be, you know, adverse to a little bit of uh, Snake's Pliskin, if you know what I'm on about. <laughs> wow. She follows him into the Surely city. you should have said Pliskin's Snake. I did just think that. I didn't want to, like, knock him off his stride, but I did think that. No. Terrible, Michael. No. Well, that's the, that's the... 
that's the key comment in it. It's got you thinking. Got you thinking. No. You could have said that, but you thought about it. Questioned it. Yeah. Do you know what? There's nothing more I like more when I go Michael to McIntyre. That. Yeah, when I go to stand-up comedy and someone tells a joke and I'm like, do you know what that joke would be better? I love comedians when I can think of better jokes. Than that. Right, lady, lady from the bush. She follows him into another shanty town. There's some kids there, and she says, "Oh, these are new guys. They don't know. They're not in a gang yet because you need to get in a gang." And she says, you know what? I actually quite like it here. Like, I've got a fur coat. I can wear a fur coat. People would tell me off if I did that over there. I actually really like it. Bah! Dead. Drop dead. As soon as she says she really likes it, she's shot. But she's shot by a load of children that are in a hot rod. Oh, all the Korean kids. Korean kids. Because mm. it's Korean town. She told him it was dangerous. The Korean Jap dragons drive around in a hot rod and they're all about 12. It's a cool car, though. It is a fucking cool car. Uh, Matt to the stars, Eddie picks him up in his Cadillac and he's like, You shouldn't be walking around here. I told you, you needed my map. It's not a map! Yeah, fucking... he's still got it in his yeah, hand. It's, it's like, that thing you've got in your hand, Steve, is not a map. Yeah. And he says, Well, is that why you didn't give me the map? And he's like, Okay, just get in the car. Both of these cars are so cool, right? As a British person, we don't have Cadillacs, so therefore Cadillac automatically cool. But the, um, the, the street punk car, it was basically the design of the shirt that I'm sure that you had, I had, all of our friends had. Do you remember those 90s flaming shirts? Yeah, like that chef wears. Yeah. DDD, diners, diamonds and drives. <laughs> he wears fiery shirts. Everyone yeah, had a fiery red and black shirt in the 90s. And um, the car just made me think of that. This film was very 90s. I like 90s. And I want a Cadillac. I'm not going to shut up. Uh, I thought of you the other day, Mark. I was walking through town and I saw someone with some flaming new rocks on. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, do you know who would like them? Mark, that, Magic Mark. That car was like flaming new rocks in a way as well. It was. It was a giant flaming new rock, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so Steve Buscemi picks him up and he says, I was going to take you to Cuervo Jones's lair. And says, oh, where's that? He says, just over there. He says, where? Just as he says that, boom, two darts come out and they, he drugs him. Turns out he's Cuervo Jones' agent. He planned the whole thing. It's his car. It's his car. He lets me drive it every now and then. Yeah. Snake wakes up in, in Baddy's lair and Jones is there with Utopia. Now she's dressed in like sexy undies and, a, and a, an 80s coat. She's got the black box. Maps Eddie is asking for a cut of the money because he found the box and Snake Plissken. A science guy comes in. Now, this science guy, the actor's name is Leland Orser. Now, I know him as the panicked guy from science fiction. Always scared man. Hysterical man. First man hysterical in an action film. For example, Alien. He's in the Alien Resurrection. They find him. He's got one in him. And he's like, uh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. He's the one who's like, who's flopping around yeah. in the, in the uh, flippy, uh, floppy, floppy man, floppy man. Save it, Private Brian. Same thing, flopping around. <laughs> Same thing. Seven. Same thing. Who's he in seven? Flopping around, man. Panicky man. <laughs> Daredevil. He's a panicky man in Daredevil as well. So yeah, that's his thing. He, he do, but he doesn't panic in this, Bill. He just explains the science of the uh, the bad satellites. They're going to smash. They're going to turn all the electricity off in the world. 
Wow, it's kind of like how Robert De Niro played Travis Bickle because he didn't want to be a stereotyped as like an Italian American. Yeah, you talking to me? Yeah. So he, so this guy, this is like his taxi driver. This is his taxi driver. So he says that it's this is the sword of Damocles, ladies and gentlemen. They, if they're going to drop mega neutron bombs, going to turn all the machines off, electrical devices, cars, airplanes, the lot. But if you put this, you know, it's controlled controlled by one of those tiny CDs. The police think Pliskin is dead, but Mallory says Pliskin's been dead so many times I've lost count. But he never stays down. The president wants to drop an airstrike. It's like in LA, he said, I told you we should have done this, but Mallory says, no. Jones, Jones is in control now. If he sees those planes coming, he'll press the button and it's bye-bye USA. That's it. That's all she wrote. Back at Jones's hideout, Jones is going to turn on the sword of Damocles. He's going to do it live, live on television. We said that Pliskin was tied up. Pliskin stands up and you realise... Is tied to a running machine, to a treadmill, ladies and gentlemen. And the evil Jones comes over and pops it on. So when he's on, he's on the news giving his big speech. Pliskin's in the back, just power walking, just power walking on the treadmill in the corner, which is brilliant. He says, "Hello, North America. I am Cuervo Jones," and he's got the remote control. And he says, "Bend over, Mr. President. It's time for a spanking." And he shuts down Lynchburg because Lynchburg is the new capital city. President phones his wife. He's like, what's going on? What's going on? Phone dead. And on the telly, he's like, I told you, I'd switch your wife's phone off. And I've done it. So <laughs> get it sorted. <laughs> <laughs> Come and get me at the Happy Kingdom at 5, 5 a.m. How did he know he was on the phone to his wife? Oh, I don't know. He didn't say that. He just phoned his wife to check. I was just making that bit. Yeah, but he did though. He did. Yeah, he did. Like, yeah. uh, silence is golden. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to hear your wife anymore. Where's your stupid wife? The screen goes dead, and the president says, "I'm at the mercy of this madman." Mallory obviously says, "Don't count out Pliskin, sir. He's a maverick, but it's Pliskin. He's like the most badass dude ever. Hollywood bold." Ladies and gentlemen, we were talking earlier on about live sports, but the live sports that are going on at this Hollywood Bowl are awful. There are punks in leather jackets firing guns into the sky. Murder sports! Murder sports! There are people fighting with bin lids and sticks. And really, that's what's happening. Well, that's what happens in the first one. And people being forced to fight for, for their lives in tennis courts and stuff like that. That's... Hang on, that is what happens in person. Is it? Because well, he, he has a stick and a bin lid, and he has to fight that wrestler. Oh, yeah, because that guy's wearing, he's even wearing wrestling gear, isn't he? The yeah. guy in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, look, oh, look, we've got more of that in this one. Oh, psych! Basketball court. Well, yeah, it does. Jones sits atop the top of the arena, like Caesar in a Roman arena, there with his queen watching lions chomping up so many Christians. He says, look, there's a wrestling dude doing what we were talking about. The normal man loses the wrestling match. So the big wrestling dude cuts his fucking head off with a big pair of scissors. And the crowd, they love it. And Jones says, yeah, you like the death. You love the death. That's why we're here at Death Arena tonight. For death. But I've got one more death for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the death of Snake Bliskin. And everyone goes mental because obviously everybody knows who Snake Pliskin is. 
But what is the method of Snake Plissken's death, Fletcher? Basketball. Basketball. Extreme basketball. King basketball. Basketball. What the actual fuck? Oh, what? You're so- oh, come on, Mark. Basketball or death, but the thing is, this is right. They they could have had him have a bloody good fight scene. They did that already, though. Yeah, but basketball. Basketball, Mark. They did that already in the first film. Ah, so they've got to step. Yeah, but I've not seen the first film, so I was disappointed. Well, ten second shot clock. All you got to do is make ten points. You can't you can't have three pointers. So you've just got the shot clock. And you've got to score five, you know. So you've got to run back and forth and score and yeah. get to ten. By the way, nobody has ever survived extreme basketball. Nobody! It's fucking ludicrous. It really is fucking ludicrous. It I know you it. two sat and danced your happy dance watching this. <laughs> I just fucking sat there and went, what the actual foot biscuits is this shite? But they didn't take into account the fact that Snake is not only the best at fighting and killing, He's the best basketball player ever. He's also wicked at riding motorbikes. Yeah, he's wicked at riding motorbikes. And he's, he's got some other skills that we'll get to in a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on, Mark. No. But yeah, he wins the basketball game. Uh, basketball or death. The, the yeah, but how? He runs back and forth. And you can see, like, each time he does it as well. He's getting further, he's getting further, further, further away. And he's having to throw the ball further and further. He's scoring sick three-pointers. But they don't count. They're not three-pointers. So he just has to keep going. He just has to keep going, Malachi. I know. And then he gets to the... And then he's at the fucking end of the court. And he doesn't even give a shit, does he? He doesn't even sprint for it. He just loves it. Each time he just goes up and he just grabs it. And then he just fucking launches it. Yeah. In. It's dog shit. The sickest three-pointer ever. The street punks, they like, they don't know what to do at first because they were chanting, eh, late, eh, late. And then they stop and they go, snoop, 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 snoop. Quavo Jones, he's like, give me a good, I'm going to have to kill Snake Plissken. Utopia said, you can't do that. You said you wouldn't. You swore upon death basketball. You swore upon death basketball. The noble game of death basketball. That you'd let him out, but the bodyguard don't let him out. So what's he do? Jump. Jump over the fence. fence. Like a gazelle. He just leaps the fence. Yeah. Jones is going to shoot him when he jumps. He jumps the fence and he makes a run for it. Boom! Because it's LA. There is stuff. Earthquakes all the time in the future. Oh, yeah. Car, rubble, boom! They've just been one. Yeah, there's, well, it's all the way through it. Well, they've the just been it. one when they made this film. Oh, had they? Yeah, oh, that's wow. why. Please it's a bit of a crap slot device, though, isn't it? <laughs> Every time it's, you need someone to miss or random way... Just true to no. life, isn't it? No. Well, how is it not? They're, like, like I said, they've just been an earthquake. <laughs> yeah, but not <laughs> like six a day, every day. Yeah, but it's the future, it's Mark. It's the future, Mark. It's so, the future. So it's post apocalyptic, Mark. Right. There are now earthquakes all the time. He escapes into the sewers, and Utopia follows him, and she's like, I want to come with you. And he's like, Wow, the president told me to kill you. And he tries to shoot, but he can't do it because he's got a little bit of a conscience in there. He's got a little bit of a conscience. Steve Buscemi, on the other hand, he's a, he's a selfish, weaselly little man. And he's stolen a gun and he creeps down into the cellar like a rat. Not in the cellar, the sewer, like a rat. And then, bam, there's another rumble and he misses when he shoots him. He shoots Pliskin in the leg and he falls into the water. 
Pliskin, has he gone? Where's he gone? Snake falls down into the water pipe and Eddie's, Eddie takes the black box. Snake falls out of the water pipe to be greeted by Peter Fonda. Peter <laughs> Fonda. He's just waiting there. Easy rider. He ain't riding bikes no more. No, he's riding, he's waiting. He's riding waves. He says, what are you doing here? He says, I'm waiting for the big wave. He said, where's everybody else? He said, oh, they've all gone to Happy Kingdom. They're waiting for, like, street punk Nirvana to happen. That's what's happening up there. I want this wave. He says, can you take me to Happy Kingdom? He says, well, I don't know, but hang on a minute. There's a wave coming. I'll get you a surfboard. Yes, Peter Fonda's like, you can get there on this wave. On this wave, yeah. This wave. Do you know what? Do you know what, Snake? You're not going to believe this, but this wave... Go straight past straight past the kingdom. It goes right up the road that you need to do. It goes right up the road that you need to go past because Steve Bashimi, he said that he killed you. He's gone to get your body. <sighs> so yeah, they surf. The, the big wave comes. How the yes. fuck yes. can I you can surf? It. How the fuck can you surf when you've got a gunshot wound in the leg? No, it's hard enough at the best of times. Because he's Snake Blitzkin. <laughs> Mark, he's snake, but... So Snake jumps from the wave into Steve Buscemi's car. Straight, he's like, that fan is trying to do me. Jump from that. Jump from the wave into the car. He says, you're going to have to take me downtown. You need to take me to meet Hershey. Snake only has one hour left. Now, Hershey lives in the Queen Mary, the ship. It's there. It's just there on the side. It's Pangria. It sure is Pangria. It's Pangria. It is Pangria. We have waited quite a while for Pam Greer. We did, and now she's she's all over us. Well, if, I would never get fed up with Pam Greer. She's always welcome. Incidentally, that car that he was in with Steve Buscemi, I would really like that car, but I think what I'd probably do is I'd probably replace the dart shooter with a tease made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, the tease, mate. Yeah, that would be good, yeah. See, I I don't need to shoot people with darts, so that would be wasted space, and I do like tea. Now, when we meet Pam Greer, she's living on a boat with all the the Korean street punks, isn't she? With the Korean dragon guys. The king of the street punks is there, the guy that's in Predator and everything. So Al Long is one of his street punks and one of her street punks, and he is king of the street punks. So yeah, Pam Grey lives on a ship with Al Long and all, all the other street punks. Steve Bashimi takes takes Snake in and says, oh, this is Pam Grey. She'll help you out. Pam Grey starts speaking and she's got a really deep voice. And Snake says, hang on a minute, I recognise that voice. Instantly recognises the voice. And he says, you're Carjack Malone. Turns out Snake knows, knows her from Cleveland. But she used to be a man and used to be a friend of his. Let's get one thing straight, Pliskin. I'm no longer Carjack Malone. I'm Hershey, I'm Hershey La Palmer's, the most drop-dead gorgeous lady you're one I ever seen. She is, that's it. And he says, I don't care who you are. You fucking, you ran off when I was in Cleveland. I don't care what you look like now. So she said, like, he's like, why did you leave me in Cleveland? She said, actually, for, for urgent business. He said, don't lie to me. He said, all right, I made a deal. It went horribly wrong. I've been here for five years. Not you. And he says, take me to Huevo Jones. I've got one hour to live because I've got this disease in me. And she says, that disease is probably bullshit, you know. She says, what do you mean? She says, it's rumour control, man. Government propaganda. It's all another lie. It's bullshit, baby. 
he needs them to help him get the black box and like do the mission. And they, she says, I love LA, why should I leave? And he lies and he says, the president said, I can give a million dollars to whoever helps me out, which is absolute poppycock. He says, this is bigger than Cleveland. And Pamela boys are now in. But how are they going to get there? How are they going to get to Disneyland in an hour? Not like, surfing. They can't surf. Motorbikes. You can't go on motorbikes. Basketball. Basketball. No, no sports. And then one of the street punks says, they're burning tonight. Use the night air. The night wind. And they say, the night wind. And he says, yes, the night wind. Death from above. Full disclosure. Yeah. I'd already fallen asleep by now. Do remember what happens, because this is the moment when they fly to Disneyland on Ewok-style gliders. That sounds really cool, but yeah. Yeah, you, you did see. Hollywood is burning, and that's what they're doing. <laughs> they're flying to Disneyland on Ewok-style um, gliders. Got, he's only got 30 minutes to live, so he better get a finger out his ass and get on it. Jones and Utopia are in the doll's head disco caddy that Mark wants, and punks and bad lads are all over the shop, and they're all firing the guns in the air, and they're all at Disneyland chanting, Werewolf, Werewolf, Werewolf. He's holding the black box aloft, Fletcher. Cars are bouncing like they're doing Fast and Furious. And he says, are you ready for the new world? Yes! Just as he says that, a CGI police chopper lands and the punks start screaming and they swarm the helicopter and they nick the computer graphics helicopter. The president is watching all this on a monitor. He tries to do a runner. He's like, oh God, it's all gone tits up. And he's like, you need, he's going. But Mallory says to him, stop. You need to stand and you need to face it down, sir. They get word that the invasion has started. They're on, on the way from Cuba. They're going to be in Florida. The invasion started, guys. Street punks are invading America. ETA, 45 minutes. Shit, the president says, I've got to go to my quarters. I need to pray. But where is your God now? Where is your God now, President? President Ben. President Uncle Ben. Snake and the gang are on their way in their Ewok gliders. There's 20 minutes to go, God! Jesus Christ, Happy Kingdom is Disneyland. As they're flying over, he says, is that what I think it is? Steve Buscemi says, yeah, they changed it. After Paris, it all went tits up, and the the ownership changed, because we're not allowed to use the name. So it's the Happy Kingdom by the sea. It's a nice little dig, though, isn't it? After Paris, it all went wrong, kind of suggesting that they made bad business decisions by not allowing them to to use Disney World. I think, yeah, I think that that kind of that's kind of cute. In this sci-fi world, Disney has gone bankrupt and had to sell off their theme parks. Yeah, and this is a dystopian future. Yeah, dystopian. I mean, that's that's when you know it's bad. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I bet the I bet the indie film scene is booming. So you know gliders, right? Are yeah. they particularly easy to use? Oh yeah, easy. They're dead easy. Yeah. Look at these fellas. Right. That's how we get around. Steve Bashimi can use one, but he even did a red herring. He's like, we need a, we need a diversion, so I'll fl- face plant into a wall and be a little slimy fella. Snake Plissken lands and he finally fights Jones. Mono mono, hand to hand, Quavo Jones and the snake. The fool. The fool. Yeah, should never take him on. No one takes the snake. First quarter's combat. Mm. See, see, see. 
Well, yeah, this is basically the end, isn't it? They're just flying around like Ewoks at first. Loads of fire, street punks returning fire. He falls down, he lands, he fights for there, though. But he kicks a gun out of his hand. Explosions all over the place. Snake gets his coat back, and uh, they're getting it. He's like, everyone, street punks, let's get in the CGI helicopter. And they get in the CGI helicopter, and they're flying off past not Space Mountain, and Huevo Jones fires a bazooka and they crash into Not Space Mountain. I think in Happy Land it was called um, Mountain of Space, I think. Oh, well, <laughs> well, they don't, sorry, they don't crash into it, do they? They, they? This is where he wants them to crash into the Mountain of Space, but they carry on to the, to the drop-off, uh, which is where he says, get the antidote ready, I'm on my way. Does he have Utopia? He has got Utopia and the remote. He's only got two minutes left. The helicopter is coming to crash, and Utopia's, he says, jump out, get out, jump out, get in the woods, don't let anybody find you. And she, Explodium, Mark, boom! I do like Explodium. Face to face with the president, and that's when they tell him the virus was bullshit, because he looks at his watch, beep, one second past nothing, he's not dead. And they say, ha, you fucking stupid goose, we gave you the flu really bad. And you thought you had the COVID, but you didn't. <laughs> and you still did the mission. Give the box. And he says, well, I would give you this box, but I'm not going to give it yet. Turns out they've got, they've got the president's daughter there. They found her in the woods. She's got the decoy. Turns out Snake Plissken's not there. He's a hologram half a mile away. It's from the plot camera that he gave him at the start of the film. Like, don't do it, Snake. Don't do it, Snake. And he does. He turns all the power off in the world. And he sets us back to the Dark Ages. He sets us back to the Dark Ages. And the, and the film ends with Snake as he switches off all the power all over the globe. What does he find that you don't need electricity for? He finally gets that packet of smokes and the box of matches that they said that he would. He's probably going to need. He does at the end because he lights a cigarette. And he says, welcome to the human race. And then the film ends. Wow. There we go. Terrific. There we go. Wonderful stuff. Escape from L.A. This film didn't do well. Did it not? No. Did it not do well? That's why it didn't get a sequel. I was going to say, it did seem to be sequel bait. Oh, there, well, well. Come on, Fletch. Dish the knowledge. There was. Technically, the sequel did get released renamed it and they recast Snake and what was that film? Ghosts of Mars it was supposed to be called Escape from Mars and it was Snake Bliskin on Mars fighting the Mars zombies but because the film did so shit John Carpenter had to just call it Ghosts of Mars and recast Snake Bliskin as Desolation Jones played by Ice Cube I was going to say that's Ice Cube so they replaced him with Ice Cube so Snake Bliskin he could have played Ice Cube. He, he, uh, sorry, Ice Cube. Could have, they could have just eye-patched him up. He'd have been a good place. Yeah, but then it would have been Escape from Mars, and they didn't want to. Didn't want to make. They didn't want to tar him with the same brush, did they? Yeah, because this film did so badly. I mean, you know how like Ice Cube's done done pretty well with sequels. I mean, look at Triple X. Hey, Ghosts of Mars is a wicked. I've film. not watched it. And oh, I've not seen Ghosts of Mars. You've not seen it, have you, Mark? No. No. Well, maybe we should watch that. Mate, it's brilliant. It's got Ice Cube in it. Tick. Jason Staple. Oh, Tick, get it on. Early Jason Staple. 
Okay. Anthrax did the soundtrack. Okay. And it's that does pop. sound pretty special. Well, that's that's it. I think we'll get that on the list in a couple of weeks. Mate, it's supposed to be an Escape from New well, York sequel. We'll get it there. We didn't know that. That's why you're here, you're here with the hot hot knowledge, the hot trivia chunks, dropping them like biscuits from the sky, like death from above, because they're burning in Hollywood. That's what we get, but in fact, instead of Ewok gliders. Mark, did you enjoy that film? I did. Um, it ended with some white zombie, which was always a good thing. But um, I did. King of wrestling match, Rob Zombie himself. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect, and I didn't know it had it was a sequel, and I didn't spot that it was a sequel until I looked it up on Wikipedia afterwards. So, yeah, it was it was great fun. It was it was yeah. it, like I said earlier in the show. It was it was tap plot with blockbuster budget, and by the sounds of things, probably should have had tap budget as well. Mark, you like Jaws, don't you, Mark? Yeah. Yeah, you've seen the first one, haven't you? One yeah. Of, possibly one of the best horror films ever made. How about the second one? You seen that? I've seen the second one. Released the year I was born, actually. Well, there you go then. Third one, you've seen that? 3D, it's got Dennis Quaid in it. Good film. Not sure. How about the fourth one? There's the a fourth Revenge. one? Because there's a fourth one, Mark, because that shark is really pissed off. It's taking out the members of the Brody family one by one. Jules Ford, The Revenge, Mario Van Peebles, Michael Caine, the, the mum from the Jaws films. It's The Revenge, Jaws 4, next week. 